Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Good to be with you on Easter Sunday. Take your seats. I want to share this word today about the certainty of the risen Christ. It's Easter Sunday. And here we are found in His house. Worshipping together and praising together and right across our world today. There are millions and millions and millions of Christians. I don't know how many there are on, the, on planet Earth today, but there are worship services happening beyond our own nation where believers will pause like we did around the communion table, remembering and celebrating the death and the resurrection of our risen Lord. Right across our world today, we are united We are united in what we believe. We are united as we worship together our risen Christ, our risen Lord. In India and in America and Asia and United Kingdom and Australia and so many other parts of our world today are in prayer, are in celebration, are in a day of knowing what this day means to us as believers in Jesus. We may sing different songs. We may sing and talk and preach and teach in different languages. But there is one thing that we're unified in is this, is that Jesus came and he rose from the dead. Knowing that Sunday happened unites us together. If you go to a foreign, what is foreign to us, a foreign land, you may not be able to speak their language without an interpreter, but there is one name that we are united in and it is the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus. But Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, would never have taken place if Friday had not happened first. But today we're going to talk about Sunday. We're going to acknowledge what happened on this day and what we remember and what we know happened on this day. Friday, of course, as Byron ministered so powerfully about just a few days ago, was a day of incredible fear and confusion. Many would have found it difficult to find comfort and peace on Friday. The uncertainty of their lives and knowing that it was not safe to be a believer. It wasn't safe to be a believer. It wasn't safe to worship like this. It wasn't safe to preach the gospel as we know it today. But for you and I, how does the certainty of a risen Christ bring hope and change to our lives today in this 21st century? in a world that we live in that has its own brand of hope and its own brand of peace and its own brand of security. But I wanna read the scriptures that we've started our service with today and continue on. And Luke chapter 24, verses one through to eight, it says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, The women took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They found the stone that had rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed 
like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered, must be delivered, must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Why must he have been delivered into the hands of sinful men? There's one answer, it's you and it's me and it's all of humanity. And he chose to go that path under the Father's instruction. And then it says in that scripture, then they remembered his words. Then they remembered his words. Friday they'd forgotten his words. They were too caught in confusion and fear when he was beaten and brutalised and put upon that cross they had not remembered his words. When they carried his body away and placed his body in the tomb, they did not remember his words. When the guards stood outside the tomb guarding the body of Jesus, they had not remembered his words. Forgotten words in a time of grief, forgotten words in a time of confusion, forgotten words in a time of fear. Forgotten words in a time of incredible insecurity and uncertainty. Forgotten words. How quickly we forget his words. How quickly we move on. How quickly we get lost. How quickly we become confused. And as we read about these women that came to the tomb in their deepest pain and deepest loss, it appears at least momentarily, that they had forgotten his words. Many had hoped that he was the one, that he was the one that had come to redeem Israel. Many had placed a lot of expectation and hope in this one and it seemed and it appeared that all of his teaching, all of his knowledge, all of his insight all of his wisdom, everything he had given to them was now locked in the tomb with a dead corpse. And my mind wandered as I read these words about the times in my own life, and maybe this might mean something to you today, the times in my own life, in my own despair, or my own time of confusion or loss that how quickly I had forgotten his words. How quickly I'd moved on, how quickly I'd got lost in working it out in my own way. And I couldn't help but think how easy it is to live on the Friday side of the cross. To get stuck in Friday, to get stuck in pain, to get stuck in sorrow, to get stuck to get stuck on the Friday side of the cross. And how remiss we would be if we only talked about Friday. But Friday has moved on and Sunday is here. Resurrection Sunday came, 
Resurrection Sunday is the day that we're talking about today. Friday was cruel. And I imagine due to the cruelty that many, many would have turned their faces away. Many would not have been able to take in what they were seeing. Many could not listen to the sounds of pain and everything that was going on, just the cruelty of Friday. If you managed to sit through Passion of the Christ, and I've spoken to some that said they saw it about three or four, five, half a dozen times. I was a one-time only girl. It was too much for me. There were times when I wanted to block my ears. There were times when I closed my eyes, and that was just the Hollywood version of it. That was the Mel Gibson interpretation of what it looked like on Friday. Imagine what it was like in real life. There's only so much pain and sorrow you can take in. But Sunday is here. Sunday is here. Friday is gone. It happened and Sunday is here. Dr. S.M. Lockridge, you may or may not be familiar with his name, was known and is still known today across our earth of the sermons that he brought to his generation. Many of those sermons have become incredibly famous throughout time and are still on the internet today. Of course, they've got, you know, time and age and vintage to them now. He was known as the preacher who preached Jesus. Imagine a preacher just bringing Jesus. He was known as the preacher who spoke about Jesus, but he didn't just talk about Jesus. He was the preacher who brought Jesus to the people. His name was Dr. Shadrach Meshach. And no, it's not a Bendigo. His name is Dr. Shadrach Meshach Lockridge. And he pastored a church in San Diego for some 40 years. He was a, an African-American man and he was a man who knew, who knew Jesus. And his sermons are still there. Some of his sermon titles were, I've got a story to tell. There was another one that was called that there's no one like him. And another one was simply called The Decision Is Yours. But probably two of his most famous sermons was that it's Friday, but Sunday is coming. I like that title because on Friday they forgot the words of Jesus, but Sunday was on its way. Maybe you're sitting today here in what appears like a Friday experience, but I hope by the end of this day, that you'll know all about Sunday. The other sermon, then we're going to take a look at it in just a few minutes' time. It's a little clip. We'll take a look and I'll explain some of that before we go there. But moving on to into this chapter of Luke, it says that when the disciples went out and they met the risen Lord... And in the final chapter of that, you can imagine, you can imagine their fear. You can imagine they were trying to work this out. You can imagine their confusion. 
They were surprised to say the least and they thought what they were seeing was a ghost. And Jesus says these words to them in verse 39, chapter 24 of Luke. He says, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I. Touch and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as I have. Jesus was, the risen Jesus, was revealing himself to a people that was still stuck in Friday's grief. Luke chapter 24, verse 45, it says, Then he opened up their minds so that they could understand the Scriptures. And he told them that this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and will rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now listen to this, because this is what applies to us. He said, you are witnesses of these things. And I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, verse 51 through to 53, it says that while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. I love that. It gives us a picture of this praising church, this worshipping church, this alive church, this church that has moved on from Friday and now living in the truth and the reality of Sunday. See, so much had happened on Friday. But now, three days later, and a lot can change in three days. Aren't you glad that a lot changed in three days? Three days, a lot can take place. And now Sunday was here. But Jesus said these words to them, and I felt they were important for us to give a, a moment as we think about it. He said, you are witnesses. You are witnesses. You are eyewitnesses of these things. Imagine that. Imagine living your life from that day forward knowing that you had seen these things, that you saw him nailed to the cross. You saw him carry that cross on his back. You saw him die on the cross. You saw them cart his body away. You saw him go into the tomb and the, ro the stone across the tomb. And now you are seeing a risen Christ. You are my witnesses of these things. None of us were there on that day. But we've been present for many days since. I wasn't there on that day, but I was present when I saw a generational addiction leave our home 
I was there on that day. I wasn't there on that day, but I do know the peace of God that came to me when so much was going on around our lives and you should have felt anything but peace and hope for your future. I was there on that day when I stood on a golf course with a game I'd never played in my life hardly and right in the middle of a golf course, the peace of God clothed me like a garment from head to toe and I couldn't move this way or that way. I just stood in the peace of God. I was there that day. I was there that day. I don't know how to describe that to you unless you've felt his peace when it makes no sense at all. I wasn't there that day when the disciples saw what they saw, but I, I have been here many days since when the help of God has come my way when I didn't know what move to make next, what decision to go for. When the wisdom of God came and the clarity of God came and the direction of God came to order my steps and to shape and to form my decisions, I have been there on those days. I wasn't there that day with Jesus, but I do remember the day when a prophet that I've since met but hadn't met then began to prophesy about details around my life as she was in the United Kingdom prophesying about Byron's wife back here in Australia, speaking things that only God would know about. I have been there that day. I wasn't there that day, but... I remember being in Western Australia when the call of God came to our lives to pack up everything and come back here to Queensland and go to Bible college, which if you knew the change and the sacrifice and moving into unknown days and uncharted days of not knowing how we could provide for ourselves, not knowing what that looked like, not having a house to live in, not having a job to go to, but knowing that the call of God came, I've known those days. I've known those days. I wasn't there that day, but I do remember the night. We had just finished praying about God's protection over our lives. I remember the night so clearly as we're driving from Brisbane to Western Australia and had barely finished praying for God's covering and protection when all of a sudden we come over the rise of the road. And from one side right across to the next, there were so many kangaroos you couldn't count them. And I remember holding onto the steering wheel and closing my eyes, waiting for impact and opening our eyes just a few seconds later and these kangaroos had parted like the Red Sea. I was there that day. When we, when we knew the covering and the protection of God. I do know the work of the risen Christ in my life and in yours and our family. I do know the day when I prayed for my son who was caught in the terrorist attacks in Paris, locked up in a room with two terrorists outside the door, trying to get in and me back here, praying for the blood of Jesus, praying for angels to guard his life in all of his ways that no harm and no evil would befall his life. I know that day, the work of the risen Christ in our lives that has continued on as Jesus rose from the dead. I can't forget the blessings of God. 
I can't do that. I cannot forget the benefits and the blessings of this risen God. I can't do that. There's been many times when I have deliberately and intentionally stood in that moment, most often in my lounge room, sometimes in my kitchen, sometimes in that private place that nobody else sees, and I intentionally and deliberately stand in that place and say these very words to the Lord. I will not and I cannot forget your blessings. I can't do that. I may forget your words from time to time, but I will not forget your blessings and your benefits. I can't forget the times when symptoms of disease and pain have left my body. I can't forget the time that I was sitting in a meeting and it was one of those unexpected times when a preacher called me out and said, you've got pain in your back and he prayed for me. My leg grew, the pain left and I've never had a back condition ever since. I can't forget his blessings. I can't forget the risen Christ at work in my life. I can't forget the times when ever they put a microphone in my hand I shook so much on the inside with fear of man because I feared my father. He was a a tormentor. He was a bully. He was a criticiser. He was a man who brought fear to my life and to stand with a microphone in hand, so timid of people's rejections and yet choosing to just walk in the call of God and say, God, I can't do this on my own, but if you will enable me, I will do this. I remember those times. I remember the times that the first time they asked me to speak publicly, all I could focus on was that green exit sign, let this be over so I can exit the building and get out of here because I'm too scared. I remember those days. I remember the power of a risen Christ at work in me when His kindness and His mercy came to this, this, this girl and I didn't deserve any of it. I can't forget the times that He's delivered us from not just one pit, but many pits. My goodness, I could tell you stories about pits. They are horrible places to be in. I remember the time when, out of sheer desperation, asking God to move in only ways that God could move. I can't forget that He's removed my sins. I don't know what your sins look like, but I know what mine look like. That He has removed my sins as far as the east is to the west. I can't forget that. I can't take that communion lightly. I can't stand in this place, a worship service like this, a a day where we remember what the cross meant, what His death meant, what what the resurrected Christ meant. I can't take this lightly or casually or it doesn't really matter or it's just, it makes no difference. It makes a big difference. It makes an eternal difference. And it should make a difference about the way we do life. I can't forget His righteousness that extends to my children's children. I can't forget that. 
You see, the good news of the Gospel is Emmanuel, that our God is with us. And when Jesus came, He invited us into the God story. That's what this is all about. It's not about your story. It's about the God story in your life. And I encourage you to live it well and live it to the full. Give your life away to Jesus. The life He gives you is so much better than the one that you can organise for yourself. You see, the Gospel message is that you and I can't get home on our own. We cannot get home on our own. Right across our TV screens over the last, I don't know, how long has it been? Year or more now. People talking about they can't get a flight to get home. Flights have been cancelled. Well, the eternal picture is this, that you and I can't get home on our own. You can't get to your eternal home just because you're nice or just because you're good or just because you're kind or just because you're unselfish or just because you helped a neighbour out. You can't get there on your own. The only way you can get home your eternal home is through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He's the only way. And if you've called on His name in this service today, then Jesus has promised that He will come and He will live and dwell within you. And He has become your home. We would like to talk to you a little more about that at the end of the service if that's your desire, if that's been your prayer today. That's the greatest one you'll ever pray. But I mentioned to you, Dr. Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge. This little clip that we're going to look at was preached, I think, in about the mid-1970s. And as I mentioned to, to you, a preacher who preached Jesus. And I looked at it the other day and, you know, it, it might have 30 years on it, but I tell you what, the message has never changed. And I want you to take a look at this with me, if you would. It's called, That's My King. That's My King. Says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unparalleled. 
unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. That's my king. That's my king. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to praise. I'm going to ask you to worship. This is Easter Sunday. <clears throat> and I believe we should give honour to our king this morning. I want you to know him as Lord. If you don't, then you can come to the front, you can raise your hand, we can pray for you in your seat, we can pray for you here, we can meet you afterwards, it makes no difference. For the King of Kings is here. And we're gonna just take another couple of minutes to worship and to praise and then we're gonna end our service. But if you don't know Him as King and Lord and Saviour, please don't leave this building. If you're at home right now, Call upon the name of Jesus because He is your King and your life can be different from this day forward. Team, would you praise? Would you lead us in that song? I want you to focus on no one else in this next couple of minutes other than Jesus in this room. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the risen Christ. Amen. Thank you, church. 